Yo, yo, yeah, I'm Mills, and this is the Progression Podcast. Hey, this is Johnny. I'm currently standing in a lift recording the intro to this podcast. It's the only quiet place I can find at the moment. Uh, I just wanted to say hi, and this podcast is with Mills, the co-founder of us two. It's a pretty wild conversation, wanders around quite a lot. If you've listened to his personal podcast, you'll know that he has a, a real kind of stream of consciousness way of thinking, which uh, is really fun and exciting and uh, hard to keep track of at times. I'm looking for sponsors for the podcast. So if anyone is part of a team that's hiring uh, or wants to support the podcast in any way and get out to an audience of people who are kind of design leaders and um, people in the space, then do just let me know. It's going to be super cheap. It's just to cover the edit, which at the moment takes me too long. Uh, I'm putting this out super fast, uh, no edit at all, basically. I've removed one bit where the microphone fell over. Um, but other than that, this is as it came out of the mic. So enjoy this episode with Mills, founder of Us Two. Yo. Yo! Yeah, I'm Mills, and this is the Progression Podcast. Done. That's now the only thing that you had to do that was scripted. Now we're back on on track. It's amazing. The minute you say to me, I've got to do something, uh, I I turn into like acting mode, where that wasn't very well acted, admittedly, but it's like, oh my God. I'm excited for today, by the way, because it's the first time I thought to myself, you know what, I'm not going to act. And when I say act, although it feels like I'm acting now, actually, ironically, uh, what I mean is, in the past, I felt like when I go onto someone else's podcast, I need to be more mature and more like my the expectation I have of other people's expectations of what a normal person's me- meant to be like. Right. You don't need to follow this, by the way. Um, what I'm saying is, fuck that. I'm just going to yeah. be myself. Because one thing yeah. I've learned over the last few years is to be myself and yeah. not to pretend to not be myself. Yeah. And so I, I wanted to ask you about this, actually. Yes. You have your own podcast, JFDI. Just fucking do it. Just fucking do it, exactly. Uh, tell me about that. How many episodes in are you? No, 300 and something? <laughs> on the main one, it's that, yeah, I think I just posted just then 300. I think that was 307. That's of the main one. And then I've done these kind of tangented loops off the side where I've kind of gone into, I've felt to myself, I've experimented thinking, oh, maybe if I keep talking about running, I'm going to lose those like 10 more listeners who don't care about, you know, the running part. So then I'd hive off like a running version that actually people would listen to as well. Um, I mean, bear in mind, I have minute numbers here. Uh, Why did I do it? So, well, I do it every day. And I found, I've since realized that, just having a forum to just talk about anything I want would, and anything I don't want is very powerful for me. Yeah. So I just wake up every morning and think, fucking know what? I, I have succeeded. And not because I've actually succeeded, but I've succeeded because I'm doing something that actually makes me happy. Regardless of the fact that no one listens to it, I think I get like maximum 200 people might listen. And I am convinced, and this is this would be nice, you being more techno- technological than me, <laughs> that SoundCloud fakes the numbers. Um, because I get some pretty random listens throughout the night that I can see that spike in certain countries. Anyway, I've gone off one. So for me, it's a forum that I just, I'm able to be 100% myself. You know, I've spent many years building a big business and, you know, don't get me wrong, I absolutely love that. I'm passionate about that, but luckily that's been run by people who know how to run big businesses now. To have a forum where I can say whatever I want and it doesn't, ha- it doesn't affect anybody, yeah. it's just powerful. 
So, in a way, having small numbers is kind of nice. Well, I, I think, yeah, I, well, so, yeah, don't get me wrong. I think if more people listen to it, I, you know, you'd, there would be a kind of, the ego would be happier. Yeah. But actually, I've, I've realized that what I get right now is a small amount of people who, who, who genuinely listen and actually follow along to every single, by and large, they check in every day to listen to maybe something from 10 minutes to 30 minutes. And most of them talk to me, either email me yeah. and we have conversations and I learn things. So this break fluid coffee that we're drinking right now came from one of the founders who reached out to me. Um, I've got my therapist from somebody who said that the stuff I talked about is very much about what they are thinking as well. Yeah. And hence they they said, maybe I should see a therapist. And now I think, <laughs> but I'm, so what I'm saying is I think the problem is if you get more numbers, I get less actual uh, ability to talk to the people, and yeah, actually, the you reason start performing more. You, you you definitely start would start performing. I mean, I've never had to perform because I haven't got an audience. But for me, it's about connection. It's deep connection with people, which I think I felt as a consequence of us two getting bigger and being bigger. I found that I lost awareness of who I was and also I lost connection with people because there's too many of them and so this is a chance for me to build up a new tribe there's something that's all mine that no, no one else no one else's and I don't edit it because I don't want to edit it because I actually uh, life is too edited yeah um, I mean, it's funny you said to me you were going to edit this and I so half of me says fuck Johnny's a legend because you're you're actually willing to put time into edit something and make it sound good but I just think sorry to swear but I think fuck that I'm just going to say what I feel and yeah. And then I'll listen to it the next day. And if I don't agree with it, it's fine because I'll just change my mind the next day. Yeah. Well, this is the <laughs> thing is, uh, if you listen to your to the JFDI cast, it's the closest thing, I think, to a stream of consciousness that I... There, there are well, no that's other what podcasts it, that, like it. Like, it's really like you, you're able to be thinking things and then just be saying them at the same time and then... <laughs> Which means that then, like you, you'll wander off in a direction, or there'll be like seven narratives happening at the same time. Yeah, that happened. I mean, if you you listened to I think yesterday's one, uh, very kind of you. That's why my listening numbers went up by one, and uh, so it's a huge, it was a huge increase. But you're right. I mean, what my wife, who refused to listen to it because she says she hears that rubbish a lot more, anyway, is it's. Uh, I, what do I put it down to? I put it down to. Uh, oh, flipping out! This is why editing's good because I can just pause for a bit. Um, I've actually subsequently realized that I can pause my podcast with a button. Yeah. I used to be really scared of this button. That if you press it, I think it might crash the app. But actually, I realized it doesn't crash the app. So now <laughs> I, I don't mind pressing it occasionally, but I very rarely do that. But it's um, and the, the externalization of my inner monologue. Yeah. So that's exactly it. And I find actually by just letting stuff, if you just let stuff out of your head, yeah. it doesn't mean you mean it. This is why I think too many people, including myself, worry too much. Like, if I say something, that means I must mean it, so I better not say anything. So I think, no, I'll say anything I, I don't even think I think. And if I like what I hear when I listen to it later, yeah. I'll agree with it. <laughs> and look, it finds it, and look, it, it, there is definitely, I, I've, I've yet to find another podcast like it. I made this podcast, which I call a plug. It's like a, assuming vlog means daily. This yeah. is a daily, I don't, I don't know how that jumped to that, but, yeah. uh, I, mean, I made something for me and it turned yeah. out that not many people are like me because they don't want it. But you know yeah. what? I go on about it being not successful. But, you know, for me, I've done something now for, for every single day for the last year and a bit. I have done yeah. this and nonstop well, to do and no one listens to it. To do a bit of like armchair psychoanalysis on it, if that's, a, if that's all I right. Like that. yeah, of course, please. Uh, if you really cared about numbers over it being an outlet for you, then you would have read all the blog posts about how to 
make a good podcast and then like gone off and paid for editing and done all that stuff and brought in guests and all the stuff that you've repeatedly said you don't want to do. So really for me, I think I listened to it thinking, I always think in 10, 20 years time, when you stop doing it because you've moved on to something else, um, you're very much like me, kind of impulsive and you wander around and do different stuff. People will take that body of work and and study it as like a journey, a narrative of finding happiness uh, in some way. Uh, it, it just when I listen to it, I think I think about you going through this process of looking at exercise and then looking at diet and looking at getting tattoos or whatever the thing is that you're you're into at that time as kind of a way to find purpose or meaning or happiness or whatever it is. I mean, it's fun to listen to you say that. Um, the fact that other people listen to is kind of incidental in a way. Well, I think what I've realised, I think I actually, so I would say listening to you say that makes me very proud and actually it evokes emotion in me that actually made me feel like I wanted to kind of like positively puke if that's such a thing in a good way <laughs> uh, and combine that with the coffee that I've got now, you know, and the excitement I had for this idea of coming here to actually talk to you about something that's very dear to me. And I hear you say exactly what I am actually thinking. They, they don't get me wrong. There's a frustration in me that more people don't listen to it. Yeah. But there's also a zero frustration, if it's possible to have the opposite of the frustration, because you're right. I know that in order to actually be successful, I have to do things that would, would not allow me to define the thing I'm doing as success. Like I used, to, I remember when I first started and you asked me why I started. I actually started because I was really fearful of starting something. And I thought, wait a sec. I actually got asked, um, I would, I'd started to run and I started to think, bloody hell, I need to, I need to find happiness. I need to find the meaning of life. A lot of people go through this process, but I thought, you know, I genuinely believe I can find it. Uh, well, I haven't yet, but, um, so I started running and I started just talking about stuff and, and people started to like that. And then a mate of mine said, look, I've got a few um, of my friends that really want to start running. Could you, you know, could you give them some advice? And I thought, why don't I make a podcast that is just that some they can listen to? Because I used to run to podcasts yeah. that they can listen to. It's basically me coaching through that first 5K. And I thought 5K, that's about 20 minutes. Well, actually, that's absolutely not 20 minutes for a first time starter. Let's say it's 45 minutes if they finish it. So I did it and it's, you know, still there. You can, number one is how to, how to start running. I thought, you know what? I'm going to do how to start. Every day I'm going to do a how to start and I'll stop at 30 days. So I did uh, how to and then I realized after about five days that I actually didn't do much. So I couldn't really do how to do something because I, I didn't actually do anything. So how to run was about the only thing I did. I mean, I must have done other things. How to be successful, how to be a joke, how to start a podcast. Yeah. But then after, then it's sort of tangiated to become like a daily diary of actually just like what I'm thinking. And yeah. then I thought, what well, the people that listen to it often email me and say, what you say is what I'm either afraid to say, afraid to admit to myself. Um, I'm basically living myself through your externalization. So it's not that they're going, fuck, Mills is a total legend. They're saying, I'm hearing exactly what's, he's saying what I'm thinking, yeah. but I might be so far too afraid to say it. And I'm really getting off on that because I'm like, I actually realized through building us two that the thing that I liked about us two was not anything other than using us two as a platform to inspire good people to do great things. You know, I'm in a wonderful position right now <clears throat> in that I don't do anything, yeah. but that's, but that's also complete bullshit because I do everything and nothing. I don't know if that's a real thing, but I, I have extremely competent people and competence is a really inadequate word there because that sounds like quite, um, mechanical. 
exceptional leaders who know how to grow and maintain the business as to where it is today or the multiple businesses. And I'm actually not capable to do that. I wasn't, me and Sinks weren't stupid enough to realize that we could build something really big because yeah. we didn't, I don't know how to do all the stuff you need to do. Yeah. I can inspire people, I hope. And fucking hell, I just need to tell you, I'm excited right now. Just Good. by being here. And you're going to get, you're going to, I'm going to make, I'm going to try, I'm trying my best to, to make it not too tangential so you don't have to edit much because I don't want to waste yeah. your time. Yeah. But I, but. Hey, yeah, don't don't but worry you, about it. Like, we're, we're going to talk for, we're going to talk for, you know, 45 minutes total and that is an amount of. I should have recorded this as well so that we, I could have just put yeah, it on yeah, my blog. We could have simulcasted it. I don't know what. You know, I was going to do, I actually was thinking that because I do need to break my dust. I'll send you the recording. You can post it on yours. Well, do you know, in fact, I was yeah. going to ask if I could do that. You know what? I think I was going to start. One thing I did want to start doing was this idea of interviewing other people. But the problem for me there was like, everyone does that. Now, there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. And I'm not denigrating what you're doing uh, or your wonderful guest that happens to be in front of you. Um, but I thought the reason I don't do it is because everyone does it. But that's ridiculous. And I think what I need to do is start. I want to go and interview people every day, but not put too much emphasis on that being... Uh, the be all and end all of, or, or being the thing that's going to create that success in my head. Yeah. I think where, where I'm going with this is it's just an interview with somebody. Yeah. And then I just, I get inspired by you, let's say, and today is essentially yeah. that. It's just, it's your podcast. And then the next day I start again with another person, but it's just an hour of my day. It's not, oh my God, this is the thing that's going to make Mills successful. Don't get me wrong, I am driven by success, but sorry, by needing success because in many ways, I admit that is a failure, by the way, to, mm. to want to be successful. Mm. And that's what my therapist tells me. Yeah. We but, should talk more about that. Yeah, we could. Yeah, well, we can. Sorry, that, that I realized then I was distracting myself because I realized I wasn't getting to where I was trying to get to. But what I was trying to say, I'm trying to- <laughs> This isn't JFDI anymore. This is not, I know, exactly. You need to control the monkey, but you do need to control the monkey. All right, I'm going to actually answer your questions now. Okay. Well- I mean, I don't, not, have, I don't really have that. Uh, no, I know, but I'd, I'd be surprised if we get to to all of this stuff that I have written down, uh, which is absolutely fine. But we'll we'll let it wander. Well, do you um, know this? So this is going on my podcast as well now because you just said you're going to send me okay, this. This yeah. is because what I like about this is it's gonna it's gonna change this idea of what I do. So like every day it has to be in my head. It's got to be, and it doesn't actually have to be every day now because I don't always do it every day because I don't. I realize it doesn't. The world doesn't change if I don't do something every day. <laughs> right, right. So the idea of throwing in a bit of sidewinder, it's like the first ever one on one yeah. with somebody else, and it's actually stolen from somebody else's podcast, is in itself success. Yeah. I want to go back to the beginning. Okay. 15 years yep. since you started us two. Yeah. How did it start? What was the goal? Why? But yeah, the amount of times what I've been asked What this. monument did you want to build? Oh, that's beautiful, beautiful. Uh, well, I mean, in all honesty, we didn't have any clue at all. And that's not to sort of denigrate our ability. It was just, funny enough, it was actually, what, where are we on now? Great Eastern Street. Okay, so Curtain Road's the next one over. Yeah. So Curtain Road we started on. So actually, yeah. you literally went over there. Yeah, we were there in yeah. a, in a in a room exactly the same size as the one we're sitting right now, which is about <laughs> eight meters by four meters. History repeats. Uh, and things myself, you know, were just inspired by this sort of by digital by user interface. You know, it was yeah. a fair. You know, now of course everyone talks about it. It's yeah. like it's like it's ubiquitous if that's the word. That's the right word. But then it wasn't, and we were fascinated by mobile phones. This is well before the iPhone, so no one is fascinated by the mobile phone. In fact, we're so we're not even fascinated by it, but we're getting paid to do to to create little flashlight user interfaces for for Sony and then Sony Ericsson. 
So we're just sitting away doing that. And then, you know, I think me and Sinks, well, I don't think I know it. We are, he's, he really annoys me. But he doesn't annoy me. He's like my wife, who doesn't also annoy me. But <laughs> what annoys me is is the fact that I need them so badly for me to be who I am. So they are the complete opposite of me. Me and Sinks, anything I... I could go to Sinks now and have a suggestion for what I want to do next with us two. And he will guarantee not like it. And then... But that is the fuel. That That is the, the wood and then the match. He's the match. Uh, makes something special. So in the in the middle, there is always the right thing to do. Yeah. Sorry, that wasn't the answer. But but we so we're, the answer is we never we never set out to do anything. I did have a deep. Me and Six wanted to create a place where we could attract other like-minded, decent people, and I mean decent humans, to come and play under one roof. And we yeah. thought if we put a load of people together under one roof. And we drink loads of beer together because that's what it was about. It was about we were 25 year olds and we just basically blur the, the light, you know, life and work. Then we'll surely who cares what happens because we didn't even think about it. This was a day when no one's thinking about what you had to think about yeah. in the future. Yeah. Like there was no startup world. It was yeah. just you build. Like, oh, Sony's going to pay us some money. It was that. Let's get an office. Yeah. Let's hire someone. Let's do, oh, they've given us more money. Let's hire more people. Oh, yeah. what they're giving us more money. Let's hire more people. Yeah. And let's be good to those people. Let's let's build a fampany. You know, I was always into, you know, coming up with idiotic words that for me were an expression of my deep hate for the way that other people built their businesses. Because for me, business seemed to be very uh cold it wasn't about feelings and i wanted to build a family a family company i wanted it to be actually harder for us i wanted it to be about deep care i wanted it to be a youth center now it turns out that if you build a youth center uh eventually it breaks which it definitely did a few years back or certainly me and sinks broke in it and so we've had to we've had to re-engineer us to to be able to play in the premier league of of you know client service design game development yeah. or investment we have multiple businesses now yeah. so it's, you're never going to be able to edit this together in a way that makes sense by the way because it doesn't make sense I'm not expecting it to make sense I don't try to make I mean I think I think the issue I have is people try to make sense of something that actually doesn't need to make sense or doesn't make sense yeah. I mean us two started as a design studio let's say yeah fast forward 15 years yeah you know we have us two is an umbrella term now I use to that has four completely different businesses that are under one umbrella. We have yeah. the client service business, which definitely is where the majority of the 250 people reside. We have the games company, famous for Monument Valley, which you kindly yeah. uh, gave me a gate into. We have our adventure fund, which is a fund of money that we use to invest in over 30 companies now that we believe should exist. And we have what's just about to give birth or, well, has been given birth to over the last two years, but is now becoming a genuine charity, is our foundation, which is our... Actually, what I think my purpose is in life is to unlock creative talent that um, probably isn't given the same chances as I was given all those years back. That's actually not bad. What That's I said good. that yeah. was that was actually quite. That clear. minute was that that bit's keepable. Nailed that. That is keepable. Now. <laughs> uh, so to to kind of go back to like the reasons why you started us to, and I am getting to a point here yeah. is the way that us two has grown maybe maybe less as uh, a client services company servicing clients but as uh, an employer yeah and as a brand for 
someone like me, yep. a, a designer or a developer or whoever, to go and work for. Are you a designer or a developer? I'm a designer. Yeah. You are okay. <laughs> no, I, I see. I read. Really, I thought suddenly. I thought shit. I called you a designer early on, but I suppose a developer or a designer are all designers. Well, I'm really, now. Aren't I'm now. I, who knows why I'm now? You're an entrepreneur. Yeah, I don't like that word either. I hate it. I like founder. Founder's all right. Found, you know what? I founder's think, a bit less pretentious. I think the nice thing about founder is you never need to be anything more than a founder. I mean, we, yeah. you know, we, me and Sinks are founders. Yeah. I mean, a founders is not really a job. Have you job. ever been like a C, C, anything O? The only time I ever pitched Sinks to essentially be the CEO of us two, he, it was the only time he categorically screamed at me and said, I will walk out if you become it because he knows I'm a joke. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but no, I think I've always been extremely, I've always been extremely against titles. Yeah. Um, I did, I, I think I'm jealous of people who are willing to be so arrogant that they're willing to give themselves a title. But at the same time, it's just a, a visceral, painful reaction I have to people who who label themselves things. It's yeah. it, There's nothing wrong with it at all. In fact, it's yeah. all wrong on my behalf. But no, I've never been a CEO because I'd, I've always wanted to be a... Sorry, but I've always wanted it in terms of employment. Yeah. Me and things were... Ext- and it's probably half the reason we're successful and half the reason it's we've had to unwind so much stuff over the last few years is that we treated everyone like brothers or sisters because actually that was the relationship we wanted to have with our employees, which I hated that term because, again, I didn't like this. Mills is doing lots of air quotes. I am. I, yeah, I don't know why I'm doing that. It's because I know I'm not allowed to touch the table, so I'm having to do something with my hands. Now I'm putting the coffee on the floor. But I... I, I Again, I want in trying to create a family, I didn't want to have structures that I didn't want to have this idea that anyone would think I'm a power over something else. Because yeah. for me, it should be inspiration that 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 gives people credibility. So no, sorry, the answer to that no, I've never had a title. But founder's a good one for you. Keep it. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll see. I mean, at the moment it's just me, so I could call myself whatever I want. There's a good book. Have you read Company of One? I'm reading it at the moment, actually. Yeah. It's about a, halfway through it. It's a great... I mean, I only read three pages and then I gave up. But um, <laughs> because the reason is I... Because I could... Re- I recognise that it was basically telling me... And this sounds really arrogant. There must be a better word because it's not arrogant. It's just that I was really excited by reading that this book highlighted pretty much everything that me and Sinks have accidentally put into yeah. building our fan play over the years. So yeah. I didn't really, really need to read something that I'd already actually done for 15 years. Yeah. Um, but I was loved the fact that he's actually, uh, that author's put that book out because I think, and I've sent that book to many founders to say, please, now you're starting, have this in mind because yeah. this is the well, future. The, the, the kind of central thesis of it is don't assume that you have to grow, which is just... In the world of like, oh, everything has to get VC and everything has to, you know, raise and, and get massive and, and become a unicorn or whatever. It's it's interesting to question that. Definitely if you're building software or games or, or, or you know, something like that to, to say, well, hold on. How much do I need personally in order for me to be happy? And then how many people do I think I need to build something that's sustainable and how much do they need? And then that is a number that you can quite quickly get to. Like, it's not going to be exactly right. You'll learn, but back a napkin number. Yeah. And then you can work out how many customers you need at a certain price in order to achieve that. And one of the things that he says, which is so interesting, is you should set a maximum revenue per year. I, that bit I did actually see. Which is wild. Mm. Like, it just, it's so counterintuitive. I, I do actually think that the I think that this mentality is needs more of, more more of a platform. So it's great this book is out, and it's great that people like you and me are reading some of it. <laughs> uh, anyway, our fund that we're raising right now is a fund to back 
companies who actually want to be profit focused and are yeah. not trying to become unicorns because there's nothing wrong with that. And of course, you were a company that clearly Deliveroo that wanted to take over the world. Yeah. And actually, there is an argument that, you know, absolutely some companies need to have massive scale for them to work. But I think too many people feel like that's the only route. And there's millions of routes to, to building yeah. a business. At the end of the day, you've got to be happy. You've got to know what you're building, don't you? Yeah. Um, and and the the people that burn out building billion dollar companies versus the people that build multi million dollar companies, you know, mere multi million dollar companies. Yeah. Uh, are the are the billion dollar people happier? You know, there, there is there a point at which actually you then have enough, and then, and this is why I find what you're you've been the journey you've been on over the last couple of years so interesting is it's not you're not it's not the pursuit of wealth it's the pursuit of happiness and almost nothing that you've done has been focused on kind of building monuments if you like well i mean ironically there or coincidentally that beautiful again i love the way you side what in there what i do remember of a few years ago before i started going on this pursuit of happiness and i think that's exactly what it is is that in many ways you now i i i start us to and what I, the only thing i do remember in terms of like what strategic thinking was i really want to be looked up to as somebody who did things differently and yet still was successful. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't being successful. It was the fact that, hey, this is Mills, a guy that clearly, you know, I didn't do well at school. I I didn't listen to teachers because I didn't like authority. I didn't fall into any particular bucket. Uh, you know, people, I don't know if people thought I'd, I thought I was stupid, but I thought I had something to give. And Sinks was the same. He was just a bit more intelligent than me. He could actually code, by the way, um, which was helpful at the time where uh, <laughs> this massive, not resurgence because it wasn't there before digital. But no, I, I, so I'm, I, I am at this stage deeply wanting to, to prove to probably nobody because I don't think anyone didn't think I wouldn't make it. But I, in my head, I made up this thing that everyone thinks you can't do it. You have to build a business this way. You have to be, you know, you have to treat employees like this. Yeah. Again, fuck that. I'm going to build something special. So probably along the way, I mean, I have to assume, I allow myself sometimes to assume that some people think that we've done all right. But I think it's all, I think, you know, as a founder, you probably never think you've done enough. But I remember walking past William Hill one day and it was, you know, that was a, obviously a betting shop. And I don't know why I keep, I don't even know if it is a William Hill, but there is one at the end of my road. Yeah. And I look in the mirror and I thought, fucking hell, you fat bastard. Because I actually looked, didn't, I wasn't even that fat, but it wasn't, I looked, I didn't think, but feel that happy. Yeah. And I then think to myself, wait a sec. Oh my God, I've got that feeling yet again, which happens every day, up and down, up and down, where I need to succeed. And then I thought, wait a sec, Mills, weren't you just up on the Apple stage a year ago, celebrating uh, Monument Valley, which was a game made by then a client service agency, which everyone said you couldn't do, Re receiving an award, which I never wanted to win because I didn't believe in awards, but except this was an award that was given to us by Apple, so I did want it. <laughs> Basically, everything I'd ever imagined I wanted to achieve was there and then. And with it, as a happy coincidence, it made a lot of money. Yeah wasn't done to make money it as a byproduct of being incredible and that's what i always try to do you know we put a million pounds into monument valley our track record for four years before before that was our sexalia run of 16 things that we put increasing amount of money behind that did really badly right. and sinks kept on giving me the money because he believed in my belief in our belief even yeah. though i was basically making up in my head <laughs> so then i thought to myself wait a sec how can i still be craving success yeah if i've already 
you could I could write a book on it being successful. I could be if I could be bothered to write a book, which I can't. I can't even bother to read a book. So I thought, oh my god, I'm chasing the wrong rabbit here. Um, yeah. Assuming that's what people do if they're trying to change success. So I thought maybe it's health is actually success. Maybe it's actually looking within. And I think definitely there was something in that. So I, you know, I decided right, I'll run this hundred miles. It's the sort of thing I don't want to do. I'll I'll I'll, ref, I'll refactor my life. I'll stop. I'll stop caring about us two in the same way because it's basically dual. This is like 13 years of us two at that stage. I'm like, yeah. it's taking everything out of me. I need to, I need to re I need to love myself in order to love people again. Yeah. And I've completely forgotten where I'm going with this, but. Um, you say you were describing burnout. Uh, I think there was an element of burnout. I think I'm actually, me and things have always been super resilient. I don't, I do believe in burnout, but you know, this, I think it's different if you're burning, you know, no one was in control of my burnout other than me. Yeah. So it wasn't like I'm, you know, I'm being slaved by somebody. Yeah, yeah. So I, I probably, I, I can't Almost believe. the most dangerous kind of burnout. It could be that. It could be you that. You can't rile against someone. You can't just like switch jobs and you can't escape yourself. No. And actually, you know what? I, I, I had on that journey of sort of self discovery was, I, I got to a stage which for me was an extremely dark stage where I got to a point being nothing is working here. I stopped drinking alcohol, so I stopped drinking alcohol for a year and a half. I stopped um I stopped focusing on trying to succeed. I, you know, started this podcast which allowed me to rethink or not think or just splurge out my unthinking. And I got to a stage where I'm thinking maybe it's time for me to leave us two. Maybe actually us two is the thing that's killing me. Maybe the you know, the problem is of only having one love. And actually, my one love was us two. My second love was my wife, Lise. And my third love, which was probably my second love, was Sinks in many ways. And Lise, I'm, I'm okay to say that because Lise recognized that she knew that us two was, she knew what she was marrying into. She knew that I was extremely driven and so was Sinks. And actually, I believe that, and I still do have this, but that if you want, if you want to create something that it's a di- this is a bit of a dichotomy here because I I still believe that if you want something to succeed, you need to really go for it. Yeah. Uh, I know there's other contravening wisdom that is, uh, you know, spend a little amount of time and, and make that sure it's focused is as good. And actually, I don't dis I, can't, I haven't disproved that. But anyway, sorry, where I was going with that is the only thing I really loved for a long time was us two. And I took my wife and kids and family and friends for granted. I loved them as well, but I, I took them for granted, that love for granted. So I tried to flip that and I thought, actually, maybe us two is the thing that's killing me. And so I got to the edge. I mean, I, I, yeah. I was on the very edge of going and Sinks, you know, gave me the space I need to, to, to get away from it. And, you know, I spent months and months away in my head and actually this, this last year and a half has le- allowed me to, we reset us to, as in, we didn't make it be an issue that I wasn't operationally involved. Yeah. So I, you know, I only have to focus. I can focus as much or as little as I want because it's run by exceptional people who are driven yeah. to drive it. So, yeah. and that's a, that's a successful place to get in itself. So but, you're kind of relieving the pressure on yourself. Exactly. To give myself, and ironically, the, and Sings was quite clever. He's like, right, okay, we're, I'm going to pay you only to do one day a week. And the next week, I basically spent more time at studio than I had done in the years when I was getting paid five. Because actually, it was less of a burden. Like you say, it was, actually, you know what? I'm really happy now. But anyway, I fast-forwarded loads of stuff there. The bottom line is I did realize it wasn't us two. But it was definitely this, what, you know, what, what is the point of anything? Mm. Now, that's too deep for this particular conversation. <laughs> but I've actually, now I'm in a good place. We should start a new podcast. Existential angst. 
There's a lot but, of well, that's the I listen podcast. That, I think I think the JFDI podcast though is more of uh, uh, if anyone is keen to uh, to you know I again it's a podcast that I would love to listen to of other founders. The, the founders I think a lot of founders I find are they just put out the good stuff or the or even just the bad stuff but they don't put out the real stuff. Yeah. So I'm I'm not talking about bad or good. I'm talking about anything that comes to my head each day about yeah. business. Yeah. Like my, yeah, anyway. So I could go on forever by the way, which is why I do on the JFDR cast. So I'm going to keep it linked. Um so to answer your earlier question, <laughs> yes. this podcast is about growing people. Right. And I think that you have a lot to say about growing people. You've grown a lot of people in the last 15 years. Yeah. Uh, by people, I mean, well, children. Yeah. You've done that. But also... My wife did that. <laughs> your wife did that as well. Um, but also uh, through us two careers. Yep. And, and people that have joined and built their career at us two yep. have been given that 10-year check uh, and 10, 10 weeks off. Yeah. So... From beginning to end, I know we've talked a little bit about this off air before yep. before we start recording. But uh, what what are the kind of things that you've learned through that process? What mistakes have you made, and and what would you do differently now? And and um, yeah, as part of that like rejig of us two in the last couple of years, yep. has that changed your kind of mindset as well? Great questions. Um, Weird, as I said, questions. I read questions over there as well, um, and that's true, by the way. I wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything because I don't have the energy or the inclination to start again. Um, actually, what I love, what I really have learned to love about us two and my journey with it, and Sinks's journey with it, is the mistakes are part of of the journey of enjoyment of building a business. Actually. Now I've realized, and it took me many years, that mistakes are part, you know, there is no business that isn't making major blunders every step of the way. Mm-hmm. And of course, and I know that because I've spoken to a lot of founders who, who have gone through real hardships. And I've personally, with Sinks, been through major problems in our business and major problems that we've set up mm-hmm. and never through malice, through inexperience. You know, if you think about it, me and Sinks own a business that's pretty massive right now, globally around the world, but I've never done this before in our life. So if I was to start again, I would do things completely differently. But also if I did things completely differently, it wouldn't be the company it is today. So I'm actually really, I love the fact that we are evolving live. Um, But to your question, you know, if I think about one of the big learnings is when we first started, it was, you know, if I look back and I, and I, I think of, of us two now in chapters, um, and the reason I had to do that is because it's almost impossible. And we talked about this off air before about the relationship someone has with the company at the different stages of the business. Us two, when we first started year one to two was completely different to year three to four. Yeah. But we're talking like ridiculously different, but we've, cause we've had to, this is something that I mean, the only thing that me and Sinks coined is a phrase that either me or Sinks came up with is we've had to change to stay the same. And I really like that. It's about the only thing that, I'm going to say Sink said that because it does make sense. <laughs> We've had to completely revamp us two in order to survive, but also in order to adapt to the environment we're in, the landscape of, of the industry we're in, but also adapt our own stages in our own life cycle. I have, you know, I've got kids, I've got families, I have different cares about the world. I've learned more. I'm not a total fucking idiot now. I, I still am actually, but, you know, I'm a different version. And I saw, you know, we, we did this 10, 10 year, 10,000 pounds, 10 weeks off, yep. 
to celebrate 10 years, us two, was a wonderful thing in the youth centre days of us two. Mm-hmm. And I'm very proud still to hand those out. But actually, the, if I look back at what they were about, they were about rewarding longevity. I'm not entirely convinced that people should stay at a business for 10 years. Yeah. Um, now, I am convinced if they are willing to adapt and, they're, and they're, they recognise that a company cannot be the same as it was 10 years before. Yeah. If you are somebody who joins a company, and this is it, and, it, and, and in three years' time goes, mm, it's not what it used to be, then either ch- just move, leave, yeah. or celebrate the fact that it's changed because companies are meant to evolve. Yeah. I mean, we could have kept us two as just me and Sinks, us two. That yeah. would not have changed, really. But we chose to grow to, you know, at one point, we were 500 people in our studios. Yeah. Um, so actually, when people... Often people leave us too, and, and in, the, you know, in the past, some people might say, oh, it's changed, it's not the same as it was. I'm glad it's not, because actually, yeah. if I look at the quality of the world we're outputting now, the quality of the leadership, um, it's infinitely better than it was when, it, when we were younger. Was it more crazy and fun when we were younger? Absolutely it was. I yeah. mean, fucking hell, I was pissed most of the time. <laughs> I mean, and, and obviously I wasn't, in, but I was, and yeah. so it was things because that was the environment we were nurturing. We were a load of young 25-year-olds living the life, living, it was fun. It was yeah. meant to be fun, yeah. and it was fun. But now fun for me is about actually being meaningful and impactful with the work. It's about using us to as a platform to see great leadership. It's about career developing people and that's I think where you were come going with this is that me and Sinks were not capable of career developing people personally because other than them seeing the way me and Sinks were as leaders and I hope yeah. that people look up to me and Sinks those two are best mates that's what us two is the heart of the family's friendship you know when you have leaders that are best mates that resonates to everybody and you know that's in our values but you know what excites me about us two now yeah. is that we have people in us two whose job it is to make sure that the designers, developers, the the administrators of the entire business can see how they are going to develop us to. And if they don't think that the way that they're going to develop is good for them, then they can self-elect to leave. Yeah. Or they can obviously talk to us. But I never would have. So I'm fascinated by that. I don't want to be involved in it because I've got no skills in that. But I want, I, you know, I have made sure that we've hired people in yeah. who... And make sure as owners of the business, we expect people to develop their careers at us too. Yeah. I never thought about that in the past. And and to your point about ending your time at us too. Yeah. That incentive that you have around the 10-year thing, you are very much as a company saying exactly what you said. We want you to stick around. And actually there may be that may not be in the company's best interest. It may not be in the person's best interest to do so. So working out how to change those incentives so that actually the best possible thing for someone to do might be to leave, go and find, go and develop something different that you can't provide somewhere else or learn something about themselves or go on a long holiday or whatever the thing is. And then maybe come back in the future when they're a different type of person. Absolutely. Like 10x how much value that they can add to the company. I think if you can... You know, when you're first starting your business and you are a youth centre, which us two was, in my opinion, um, 
And it's all about friendship and it's about blurring that boundaries. I think when people left, it was a very personal thing. It's like, they must hate me. What are they? Yeah. You know, I was naive. I was immature. I wasn't able to handle it. And I, th- and I dare say people didn't leave because they could see the angst that they would cause the founders mm. of the business that they probably loved or hated in equal measures. I don't think anyone hated us. Um, but actually, you're absolutely right. I want us to... Now I celebrate when people leave. And actually, it's genuine. I want... like. Recently, a couple of years back, probably, you know, undoubtedly my favorite person that's ever been asked to is a young man called Dem. And he went on to Google DeepMind. Mm. And he, he's always been someone that I always believed was just, he gave, he just had a sparkle about him. Just the way he conducts himself in the world is something I really admire. So he's infinitely younger than me, but someone I massively look up to. Mm. And, he had this dilemma where he was given opportunity to join an incredible company, which was one of our clients at the time, uh, Google DeepMind. And I passed me, I, I was torn in many ways because I massively wanted him to stay because I believed that he was someone that would one day maybe even run us to. And I, but at the same time, I wanted him, I th- it, the right thing for him to do was, he knew what he was get. he knew what us two was to him and that wouldn't change. Yeah. But he didn't know what DeepMind was going to be for him. So I helped. I hope that he, my wisdom there was to go. You know, my, my pushing him away was actually to do exactly what you said. Now, two years later, he's coming back onto the board. That foundation I talked about, he's the first trustee to be on that. That's a way for me to bring him back in with these different experiences. So you're absolutely right. I don't think, I don't, I want people to to use the platform of us to, to be, I want them to be proud of working us to and using the fact they worked us to as a reason, uh, another bit of armor for them to get another job, like a chance, for, you know, another step for them to get a better job or different, not better, but different. Yeah. You know, I see it a lot. Better now. job for them at that Better point. job, exactly. And actually, no, what well, I've looked and I, and I see XS 2Bs and nothing makes me prouder when I see that. Even ones that when they left, it maybe was a bit difficult. We, you know, you know, don't get me wrong. Obviously, people don't always leave on good measures. Yeah. They are proud to be, although they might have felt that us two was different, it wasn't right for them, and they, when we might have had dis, you know, disagreements about that, they're still proud to have been part of us two. And that's something that's very important to me. Yeah. And actually, I, so I feel now, our job now is to attract great people who give us the real energy. And when it's not right for them and us, they're not afraid, we're not afraid to help them move on to something better for them. Yeah. Because the problem is when people are frightened to move on, or don't have, or aren't helped to move on, you're going to get frustrated at work and you're going to take that out on your workplace and it's yeah. going to change the culture. And that's what we've had, to, we had to change over the last few years. Um, it's but really, you, yeah. It's really interesting. There's a, there's a parallel in, in startup. Well, any company that will give you equity, you vest your equity over four years or whatever it is. And that is the same kind of, they call it the golden handcuffs, right? And in the States, uh, if there's any listeners in the States, they'll know this. And often in the UK, I've heard now, uh, you have to buy, if you want to leave before, or at any point, even after you've fully vested, you have to buy those options. And often you can't afford to buy them. So you'll end up being shackled to this company way beyond the point at which you've, you're engaged with it. Yeah. Uh, well, or, or you're I, happy being there. And you've got to question, beyond those kind of Google fellows where they're being, they've been bought forever because... They can't go to a competitor because you know their knowledge is so uh, personal to the company and so important to the company. 
beyond that, why are you forcing people to stick around? Like, well, I think I think there's there could a- be someone sitting in that chair who has energy and like you know wants to bring something new. I think there's a real fallacy around the idea of though. I don't think I don't believe most employees understand those those sort of equity options. Uh, I mean, I I don't even understand them. I, I think you're exactly right. I mean, they 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 they're pushing the wrong behaviour. Ex- yeah. Well, you just said it perfectly. So I'm not going to yeah. repeat what you said. Um, yeah, it's it's weird. Employment world the world has changed massively now. Running businesses very differently yeah. now. It's different now. Um, you know, it's it's when we started us two designers and developers were lucky to get a job. Yeah, it's the other way around now. You know, you have to, companies have to work extremely hard to attract talent because there is a lot of opportunity out there uh, and hence design developers can go wherever they want. Now, it's an interesting, it's a it's a dilemma, I think, for companies now. But you've got to, you know, I think a lot of companies would do the, the basic stuff of like, oh, free food or or free massages. We've done that as well. Um, <laughs> free this, free that. But actually, I don't think that's what people, I think, the people that I'm trying to attract now are people who want to come and do the best work of, the, of their X number of years that they want to do, and then they want to go on and be fresh somewhere else again. Yeah, because we're a big company now. You know, we're not. It's not. We're not a startup. We're a proper beast now. And yeah, so I want people who want to come in and, and just give their best shot, and then I'm going to help them get a leg up to an even more exciting company. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, yeah, I'll probably just repeat myself. Would that, would, do you think that there will ever be another company in your future? For me or? Yeah, for, as in, not necessarily even as a founder, but just something that isn't us two. Well, that's what I've explored. Me and Sinks have, have explored that. And I think, you know, just to even be able to talk about that openly um, is is quite refreshing for me and Sinks. Yeah. I think me and Sinks went on this kind of circular journey, although I'm thinking of something completely different to what I've just said. Uh, if you imagine an egg, which isn't a circle, uh, I start at the bottom, he goes left, I go right. Yeah. And we build us two over this 15 years. And actually, as a, as a, as a, this is the irony of success is that, and this is why I was saying that small listenership on GFDI is actually success and big is not a success, is that the more successful us two got, the less me and Sinks got to spend time with each other. And actually, I enjoy Sinks yeah. a lot. In fact, he's my best mate. Yeah. I, he makes me laugh, even though he's not funny. And I want, I correlated my happiness and my thirst for us two has got more over the last few months because him and me have been freed up and have started to spend forced time together again. So we're starting to think, you know, you know, we started the studios. Now, you know, Carsten runs those now and he's doing an incredible job. We started games and Dan runs that and he's doing an incredible job. We started Adventure and Justin runs that and he's doing an incredible job. We started the foundation, you know, and Helen and Dem are going to be involved in pushing that forward. What is next? My job and Sinks' job now at the top, if there is such a thing, of the group is to think what is the next us two thing? Yeah. Or is it something? Now, I actually, me and Sinks, I think, have come to the, have rationalized that I think we feel we like the idea of always doing it under the us two umbrella. It yeah. doesn't always make sense. So if yeah. it doesn't make sense, we wouldn't obviously do that. I mean, if it doesn't make sense, I would probably want to do it more, but Sinks wouldn't let me. Yeah, I don't know. We've always, no. I think we'll do. We, we there's more things like I, I there's this. I just emailed me the board this morning at four thirty, which Sinks will ignore because that's his classic style. Where I've kind of felt like I need to. I was talking to some of the Sydney crew this morning because that's the beauty of getting up at four thirty, and just because I felt like I knew this was coming. This podcast, I wanted to be. I just wanted to be up and energized. And I thought I need to build 
a makerspace where it's us two makerspace where it's not about making money. I'm bored of trying to make money now. I'm in a lucky situation where I don't need to focus my attention, Sinks would hate me for saying this, on making money. Other parts of the business make money. Yeah. And that's a great, and I spent 15 years getting to that. But now I'm focusing more on impact. And I want this, I've always loved this idea of this space, which I created over in the T-Building recently, although it lost a shitload of money. Um, just doing, just to allow creative people to come under on roof and just like do it quirky weird impactful things and support one another yeah so that's what kind of i think this so it'd be interesting when i come out of this to see what the board said to me because i basically said i actually what i said to them and this is you know i don't understand us two has money in the bank but you none of you let me use it to actually do things i want to do now that's a particularly immature way of behaving by the way but i they know what i'm doing because i could have got what i wanted by setting that up better. But what I'm saying is like, there's no, it comes back to actually a point that you didn't think I was trying to make here. Money definitely doesn't. I have, as idiotic as it sounds, I've been to the place where I can see that money doesn't make you happy. Um, what makes me happy is unlocking other people's potential. That's a very self-serving thing because I just get my kicks out of seeing yeah. other people do well. So I'm being selfish by being unselfish, which is not selfish, but selfish. So actually over the next few years, I really, I've realized that us two now it's got shit together. Now it's run by exceptional leaders, not me and sinks. It's going to, it's going to do what it's meant to do. Yeah. And I'm going to be able to use more of that money in our foundation to unlock people's potential. And I think the world will be a bit better because of that. That's amazing. So uh, uh, what my I made that just, up, by the way. just to no, it sounds great. I, I'm in. Um, so just to kind of play some of that back to you in terms of the the question around evolving a career. So you know, you, yeah. 15 years so far at us to no real desire to create something that isn't part of the us two umbrella. To me, that is as much a a, um, a function of you being given freedom within us two to be able to do the things that you need to do. Uh, and, you know, it helps that us two's been very successful and has the money to allow that freedom to explore. You know, like Google has all these projects going yep. on and it's because everyone uses it to search and they make, and it's a money printing machine, basically, so they can do whatever they want. Uh, you know, not quite Google, but us two has that, that baseline that allows you to go and explore. Yep. Nothing else would give you that and you've been given the freedom by Sinks or by the board or by by whoever, and and by the fact that you've hired exceptional people uh, below you uh, to to run the component parts. It has you you can now make it into your next job. Yeah, and that I think that is quite rabbit in a headlight situation because now what you get to or I get to is a point where I realise I rationalise, and this is what I'm basically going through on the JFDI cast each day is that the only barrier to doing things is me now. Yeah. So if I, you know, I wake up no at four thirty, there are no constraints. I mean, the constraints are really more the way I approach the problem I'm trying to solve. So sending that mail to the board, knowing full well that things will just ignore it because I think it's another one of my I've awoken and this is what I need to do next is not the best way. The intent of what I was trying to say there is I feel there's an opportunity for us to to have a space probably in Sydney because it's cheaper for rent to rent out a huge building and actually do and do it in Leytonstone or do it there or maybe there maybe it's there but so but you're right 
that's the sort of sc- it's it's the scary thing that I think I finally wrapped my head around is that nobody has ever stopped me from doing anything other than myself. And I think this is what happens in the world in general. Um, so that's why I think me and Sinks are excited again because I yeah. think we've we've actually had to rightly had to have our heads down fixing problems that we've created over the years. Mm. That's over now. We've You're done, out of that debt. We're out of that debt, and and, and I think it's actually a debt that. I wouldn't have not gone through, although it nearly broke sinks and he doesn't break. And it was a, re- it was a extreme, I won't underplay how hard it was, you know, yeah. um, you know, going through big changes, you know, questioning whether or not we were the right people to own the business. But you go through it and you come out strong and it's, it's made us who we are today. And yeah. I'm very grateful for the platform now, whereas probably I took it for granted before. So yeah, you're right. Fuck. Now it's like, shit, how can we use us two as a force for good? Yeah. There's no chance when I started, and I think you said it perfectly well, that I was thinking, I want to build in 15 years time this, this and that, and I want it to be a force for good. No, yeah. I just, I liked the fact that Sony said, hey guys, uh, we've got this new phone coming out and we want to build flashlight interfaces yeah. and we think you're really interesting and cool. Can you do something? Hell, fuck yeah, that's what I want to do. But as you grow and you mature, I realize that there's more to life than just doing cool interfaces. Actually, there's room for that, but there's also room to use the money we make from doing that to actually impact this world. And that's what I'm excited about. Yeah. Because I've actually thinking, and actually when you talked about would I ever leave us to, or when I thought to myself, would I leave us to, I think I'm more, I'm able to do more good. And I believe I'm an owner of a business that wants to do good with the label of the founder of us two than I am yeah. to sell it to somebody and n- then you know have more lots of money but not have the power of do yeah. us two allows me to do things yeah. with people and it's got this mission that you can you can is your mission really like you know it's come from you anyway so what yeah. would you what would you even change if you started us well, two, it, us I, two I, us I, well, I thought that I thought it was like fuck if I had shit loads of money you know I mean we all think about it what would I actually do well I wouldn't actually do anything differently. Mm. Um, money, you know, I've money doesn't solve it. I don't need. I actually don't. I mean, again, the, the thing I didn't, so the idiotic thing I didn't finish saying is that I don't need money. I don't. You know, you need money to a secure level. I need. I owe a debt of gratitude to my wife and children, uh, to the fact that they backed me and gave me the freedom and the space to to focus on my passion, which is building us to. And I owe it to them who, you know, to, to give them more family time. And I do that now. This last year and a half has been about learning about how to be a father and learning how to be a husband and learning how to appreciate family life in a different way. And it's wonderful. It is wonderful. Mm. Um, and don't get me wrong, I still flip back into, oh my God, all I want to do is build. But now, so, you know, beyond that secure, them securing their future and beyond the fact that fucking hell, wait a sec, I'm probably the only person else to do other than maybe sinks that couldn't get another job. Yeah. I don't need money. Yeah. Beyond. And so actually yeah. selling it doesn't it doesn't selling it for money is not a driver, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Your wife sounds like a legend, so uh Hi Lise if you if you listen to this. She uh, might she <laughs> might she yeah, she and you know what she she helped me understand that you know, I didn't make any I didn't make any sacrifices at all in building us. I was extremely selfish. She made sacrifices mm. to to give me the space to to do what I absolutely love. Um I I you know I the two people that I genuinely couldn't have done us to without are Lise and Sinks, um, mm. because they are complete yins to my yan. And I think you always need you always need. I think that's why we've been. That's why we've been at whatever success you put us to being is the fact that Sinks and myself are so different. So I can send him a mail that's ridiculous that he'll just ignore. Yeah. But something good will come out of it. Yeah. Listen, man. 
I'm going to let you go. <laughs> I hope there's something good in that. <laughs> there's, there's loads of good. There's loads of good. Thank you so much, Mills. Johnny, thank you very much, mate. I appreciate <laughs> it. Yeah. Handshake. Handshake. We just shook hands. Bang. Oh, I didn't even get you to do a long slurp. Oh, well. Oh, fuck. You know, I would have done. I know. The long slurp. Did you like the break flip, by the way? Yeah, yeah, I liked it. I can't believe that is weird, isn't it? That on the day I actually think to myself, because that, that was in an envelope that was sent to me yesterday. Yeah. And I said to myself, yeah, it's time to try something new. Like, life is about trying new things, even if you love the thing you're doing. Yeah. Um, except not trying new ostics, because I keep the old ostic. But, um, and then when we opened that, it was the new flavour. Magic. I liked it. It's fruity. Yeah, nice. That's yeah. yours, by the way. Oh, thank you. Not the AeroPress. That's mine. <laughs> I've got the sticker. You have to promote it later. Yeah, absolutely. So that they think that I'm an influencer. All right. Legend. Cheers, man.